a lot worse. If God wasn't with you, you don't know what it'd be like. So when bad times come up, just know that God's with you, and it could be a lot worse if you didn't have his protection already. He is so good, and I love him so much. And I was praying for a lesson, and you listen to people talk and hear things that they say. Of course, especially... I don't know how many of y'all know, but I used to work for a funeral home. And you hear so many things said at the gravesite. And it got me to thinking, you know, if you ask people if they want to go to heaven, they're going to say, sure they do. But if you ask them, are they going to heaven, how many times will you get several different answers? And I want you to think about that. And before we start... Brother Leon, will you pray over the lessons, please? Precious Father, we pray that you touch our speaker this morning, Lord. And open our ears and hearts and take your word in, Father. We pray, Lord, that your will be done in this service. Bless the speaker, Lord, and help us, Lord, to be obedient unto your will. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 But yeah, you ask somebody if they are going to heaven. How many times do you hear different answers, you know? You hear, I hope so, I think so, I want to, that's what I'm working toward, that's my goal. And some people will say, yeah, I'm going to heaven when I die. And then here's where the confusing part comes in. Now, when they say, yes, I'm going to heaven, and you ask, why do they believe that? You get a lot of different answers. And when you're talking to people, sometimes they'll say this to you. And this lesson just kind of goes over sometimes some of the things that they will say and scripture you can give them back for it. You know, I guess one of the first ones would be, well, I believe in God, or there's a higher power. Well, just because you believe there's a God doesn't mean you're going to heaven. Amen. Prime example, Satan. Satan knew God personally. He was one of God's angels. He was with God. And yet look where he ended up and how he's going to spend eternity. So just believing that there is a God doesn't mean you're going to make it to heaven. Turn over to James chapter 2. And Becky, bless her heart, she's posted this for me back there on the board. So if you want the scripture for today's lessons, you can just snap a picture. And I did somebody had to say, well, why don't you just take a picture of that? Because I was always trying to write it down. James chapter 2 and verse 19. And when you get there, you can stand, if you can, stand for the reading of the word. James chapter 2, verse 19 says, Thou believest that there is one God, thou doest well. The devils also believe and tremble. You can be seated. James is telling us that even demons, well, even some humans, they know there's a God, and they know that God's got power, and that he's got power in his word. Even some of us, even some of the enemies of the Jews knew about their God. Because they had heard about them. And when they would get ready to go into battle, 
they would be fearful and some of them wouldn't go into battle because of the Jews' God. So just because we believe God's real doesn't mean we're going to heaven. What about, well, I pray to God all the time. I had a guy come in talking to me at the store and we were talking about being saved and he said, well, I pray and talk to God all the time. He said, I know I'm a sinner, but we've got a good relationship. How can you think you've got a good relationship with God if you know you're a sinner? We have to have a relationship with Him through His Son. Sometimes, did you know that we pray in vain? Turn over to John 19. John, I mean, John chapter 9, sorry. John chapter 9, verse 31. And we've read this, and I've read this before, and I've heard other people quote it. John chapter 9, verse 31. Now we know that God heareth not sinners. But if any man be a worshiper of God and doeth his will, him he heareth. Now God sees all, he hears all, and he knows all. But have you ever said something, had somebody say something to you and you didn't even acknowledge that they were talking to you? Maybe you were busy doing something else. You could hear them, but you really didn't understand, wasn't listening, didn't know what they were saying. So we don't even acknowledge and give them an answer. God wants to hear a prayer of repentance from each and every one of us. Yes, he does. Then he's going to hear our prayers. Now, here's what God said to his own people after they turned away from him and started worshiping other gods. Turn over to Jeremiah. And do I believe you can backslide? Yes, I do. And it's a whole total other lesson. But yes, I believe with all my, I have backslidden. And you can't tell me that I was saved and once saved, always saved. I was saved and I backslid, and if I died during that time, I would have went to hell. So anyway, but this is what God said to his people through Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 11 and verse 14. It says, therefore, pray not thou for this people, neither lift up a cry or prayer for them, for I will not hear them in their time. They cry out unto me for their troubles. See, when we get away from God, when we get out of his will, he's not going to answer our prayers. He can, but he just said that he would not hear them in their time of their troubles. And we can't it really, I don't understand how people can be doing things that they're not supposed to be. They're not living like they should. And I'm talking Christians. I'm not talking about the sinner. I'm talking about Christians. <laughs> We're just kind of doing our own little thing, and then something happens, and the first thing we want to do is say, well, God, why did you do that? We want to blame God for all of our troubles, all of our headaches, all of our trials. It's not God's fault. If you're in his will, you're not going to have all those trials and troubles. You know, we see somebody going through something and we say, well, they did it to themselves. Yes, we do. But then we want to blame God for it. It's kind of like a 
preacher saying something that gets on our toes and we get all huffed up mad at the preacher. Well, the preacher's just giving the word of God. God's one that really got on your toes and convicted you and get mad at him. But we don't do that. So God's not going to hear every prayer we say if we're not doing what we're supposed to. We're not totally committed to God. Don't be surprised if your prayers aren't getting answered. And don't blame God. It's not him. I saw a little thing one time that said, if God seems far away, who moved? Because God's still where he's always been. Amen. We're the ones that get stuff in our life that moves us further and further away from him. So just because you send up God prayers to God doesn't mean you're going to heaven. What about, well, yeah, I'm going to heaven because, I mean, look at all I do for God. I volunteer for this and I volunteer for that. Turn over to Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2. Verse 8 and 9. It says, For by grace are ye saved through faith. And that not of yourselves, it is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. We're only saved by God's grace and mercy. Nothing else. Now, once you're saved, we all have work to do by spreading the gospel and God's love. That's scripture. But that's not what's going to get us saved. Not because we have to or even because God tells us to or we feel like we're obligated to do things, but because we love God and we're thankful for everything that he does for us. We're thankful for our salvation that we want to share it with others. You know, You see people, I'm going to use the area as an example. We went yesterday and watched Ivy play his first football game here. They won. Well, you've got the kid made that final state championship touchdown. We'd been telling everybody about what Isaac had done. Y'all missed a big game yesterday. Why that boy threw the final touchdown. Why do we not talk about God like that? Come on. What has God done for me? That's the one thing he saved me from a burning hell. He saved my soul, and believe me, my life is so much better with him in it than it ever was with the now of it. So why do we not tell people? We think, like with little kids, we can only have one friend and we can't share them. Well, God is everybody's friend, and he wants to be shared with everybody. So when we get saved, we should want to tell people, you know, just things that we that he's done for us. And yet so many of us don't even acknowledge sometimes that we're Christians. I want everybody to know I'm a Christian. I'm proud of it. What well, says if you're ashamed of me, I'll be ashamed of uh, before me and I'll be ashamed of you before my father. You know? So we need to realize well, turn over to James chapter 2. Before I get way off. James chapter 2, verse 17 and 18. It says, Even so faith, if it hath not works, is dead, being alone. Yea, a man may say, 
Thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. You know, if you love somebody, you're going to want to please them. I mean, you are. You're going to want to do things for them. You're going to want to treat them nice. Well, same way if you love God. If you love him and you're truly saved, would you not want to please him? And you please him by being in his will. We do things for him. We do them because we love him. We do him. I just want to please him. I just want to do for him. He's loved me so much and I love him so much. I just want to do things for him. But it doesn't matter what I do for him. That's not going to get me to heaven. So you can help everybody you meet. You can volunteer for every job in the church. You can make a martyr of yourself. But works will not get you to heaven. Amen. So then you hear them say, yeah, I'm on my way to heaven. I've read, I read that Bible through and through and I know the word. So I know I'm going to heaven. I know that word like the back of my hand. Good for you, because I don't. I'm still reading and I'm still learning. And every time I read it, I learn something else. I don't think I'll be fully loaded until I make it to heaven. And then it will all come to pass. So no matter how many times you've read the Bible through, there's always something more that you can learn. Amen. If you ever get to the point that you know everything in that Bible, you need to be coming back to the altar and praying because God's going to be dealing with you. I don't care how much college you've got. I don't care how long you've been saved. I don't care. There is always more we can learn in the Word. So just because you know the Word, that doesn't make you saved. Satan knew the word of God. And he used it to get what he wanted in the Garden of Eden. He took scripture and twisted it and convinced Eve to eat of the tree of life. Or tree of knowledge, sorry. Tree of knowledge. Sometimes people will quote scripture to you and it may not be in the right context. Maybe half. We did a uh, lesson on that not too long ago. That's why we need to know it. It's good to read. To me, it would be hard to stay a Christian if I didn't read the Word of God. Amen. It encourages me. It teaches me. It lifts me up. It tells me. It's my roadmap. If I'm on my way to heaven, I need directions, and that's it right here. You know, I can tell you one thing. He can tell you something. Somebody else may tell you something different. If you want to know the real way to get to heaven, it's right here. Don't take what I say. Y'all know I mess up. I accidentally misquote or had the wrong verse or chapter. Don't it, Brother Edward? He keeps me lined out. I'm so thankful. Goes back to read it for yourself. Don't take somebody else's word for it. This is a true word of God. Amen. That's what you need to get into and study. And I say, if you're first saved, get in the word. Get a desire to know the word, a hunger. Because honestly, we as Christians that have been saved for a long, long time, I think sometimes we get complacent. 
And we think, well, I've been saved for so and so years, and I've read the Bible so much, and I slacked off a little bit. And then trouble comes up, and you don't know how to react, and you don't have the word to stand on. So no matter whether you just got saved or you've been saved a hundred years, you need to be in the word all the time. So it's important to know the word, but it won't get you to heaven. Turn over to Matthew chapter 7. <clears throat> Matthew chapter 7, and this is Jesus himself talking. Matthew chapter 7, I'm going to start in verse 15. I'm going to read down to 23. Matthew 7 and 15 says, Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. Ye shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hung down and cast into the fire. Wherefore, by their fruits ye shall know them. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have I not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have not have cast out devils? And in thy name done many wonderful works? And then I will profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you worker of iniquity. <coughs> See, we can be on our way to heaven in our mind but is our soul actually on its way to heaven you know this tells us very precisely that works will not get us into heaven but it also tells us to be careful what we believe because there are people out there that they're going to mislead you now today's wolves it could be people but also it could be someone or something that seems to be good that's actually not good for you. You know, somebody might think you've got a heart of gold when really you're mean-spirited. May not show up very often or you may not see that person act that way. Or somebody could offer you help that seems harmless when you accept it but they've got ulterior motives and they plan on using it to their advantage at a later date. I was talking to somebody the other day and I can't remember who it was. It was at the store and uh, we were talking about discernment of spirits. We need to all pray for that. Amen. I mean, you know, when, because we were talking about, oh, we were talking about helping people. And I said, you know, when something in my spirit stirs, I know that's God working on me, but he wants me to follow through with that. But sometimes people will ask you for help that you kind of wonder if it's a scam or not. And I tend to let the spirit lead me. If my spirit stirs, then I know that's God working through me. And if not, then I refuse, and I don't feel guilty about it because I don't think that's what God wanted me to do. 
He'll protect us from stuff. Yes. He will. But we've got to let that spirit start within us. We've got to be close enough to him for him to be able to start that spirit so that we can tell the difference in what's good and what's not. And not just on cases like that, but with people we let into our lives. There'll be people that will come into your life that will be all smiles and goody-goody that really aren't. And God will give you that discernment. I, I pray for that. It's so important. Turn over to James chapter 1. James chapter 1. Verse 22. It says, But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. I'm always saying, read the Bible for yourself. And we should. But just knowing the Word of God is not going to get you to heaven. You could have every word in that Bible memorized and still not go to heaven. See, it's not just about knowing it. And I think people don't realize that. It's not just about knowing the Word of God. It's about living the word of God. It's called the living word of God. We are to live the word of God. You can read it all you want to. You can memorize it. You can know it. But if you're not living it, you're not on your way to heaven. That goes back to Satan knew the word. He knew it. And yet he didn't make it to heaven. So Something for us to think about. And here's probably the most thing that we hear when we, you would ask someone if they're going to heaven. And it says, yes, I'm going to heaven because I'm a good person. I'm a good person. I don't lie. I don't cheat. I don't steal. I don't cheat on my spouse. I treat people fairly. I don't smoke. I don't drink. Well, I'm a good person. That's great. I'm glad. We need more good people out there in the world. But being a good person is not going to get you into heaven. You can be as good as you want. But that doesn't mean you're on your way to heaven. So, goes back to the verses we read earlier about what all you've done for God or, or maybe what you haven't done. You know, and doing things wrong. You can believe there's a God. You can do works for him. You can know his word. You can be a good person and still go to hell. Turn over to John 14. And now this is Jesus himself talking to Thomas about how to get to heaven. John 14, chapter 6, I mean, verse 6. It says, Jesus saved them to him, talking to Thomas, because he had been telling them that he was going to go away, and Thomas said, well, how will we find the way? And this was Jesus' answer to him. Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father, 
but by me. That's the only way. It's through Jesus Christ. Now skip, turn over to Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10. And then I'm going to skip down to 13. Verse 9 says, That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Now skip down to verse 13. It says, for whosoever, and y'all know that's one of my favorite words, whosoever, anybody, everybody, whoever, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's how you get saved. It's not by your works. It's not by your knowledge of the Bible. It's not whatever you do. It's by confessing Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Keep Romans in your Bible marked, but turn over to John chapter 3. John chapter 3. And I'm going to start in verse 1. It says, There was a man of Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus saith unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? And Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. So we all, every one of us, have to be born again if we want to make it to heaven. We have to be saved if we want to make it to heaven. And then I'm going to add this. We have to be saved by God's standards, not by our standards. Amen. To be saved and make it to heaven. And you say, well, I'm a good person. I'm a good person. Now flip back over to Romans chapter 3. Romans chapter 3. And sometimes we as Christians, we need to read this to ourselves to keep us in check. Because when we've been saved for a long time, we tend to get that holier-than-thou attitude. And we want to look down at somebody that's not saved and think how much better we are than them. Well, I'm going to tell you, like I said in the beginning, we're all saved by God's grace and mercy. Romans chapter 3, verse 22 and 23. says, Even the righteousness of God, which is by faith, oh wait, even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ, unto all, and upon all them that believe, 
There is no difference. For all, all have sinned and come short of the glory of the Lord. So I hate to tell you this, but each and every one of you, I don't care how good you are, you were a sinner before you got saved. So why is it that when we get saved and we've been serving the Lord for 10 years or 20 years or 100 years, and we look down at that drug addict or that alcoholic or that person standing on the street corner and we think, well, I never. And we pass on by. What makes us so much better than them? The love of God's grace and mercy. Because at one time, we were sinners. Doesn't matter how good we were. It didn't matter if we didn't lie, we didn't steal, we didn't do anything like that. Unless you've been born again, you're still a sinner. And unless you've been born again, you're not going to heaven. And I'm going to tell you something, and this is my own attitude and my own personal belief. When we start getting high and mighty and we think we're better than somebody else because we're saved, you better be real careful because that's a weakness. The devil can come in and attack you. Pride. Pride. When we start thinking we're better than somebody else, even a brother and sister, we'll have a brother and sister stumble or fall or get away from the Lord. And we get all puffed up. Well, Sue, I would never do that. Be real careful saying never. I've learned through experience, especially with kids, my kids, don't ever say never. Because you're going to eat your words, and sometimes they don't taste good going down. Yes, amen. When we see something like that going when you pass that drug addict or that alcoholic or that homeless person, why not say a prayer? Why not? People say, well, I'm not giving them money. They'll just go blow it on alcohol. Okay. Go for a McDonald's and get a meal and hand to them and just say, God loves you, and drive off. You've planted a seed. It may take years for that seed to develop and grow. But just think, I love that song Larry sings about thank you for giving to the Lord. Every little thing that you do for God counts. Because he's going to take it and he's going to make it grow. We may never see the results of a good deed that we do until we get to heaven. And then I don't think it's really going to matter because we're going to be so overwhelmed with just worshiping him. Everyone, everyone is a sinner until we confess with our mouth and accept him as our Lord and Savior. And we need to remember that because sometimes we as Christians, I wonder how many times we disappoint God with our attitude toward other people. I mean, really. Do we show one person more friendliness than we would another because of the way they're dressed or how they look? How much money they have or how much money they don't? I wonder how many times God has looked down at me and thought, you could have done better with that. And believe me, I fail a lot. Don't ever think because you're a teacher or a preacher that... We don't make mistakes, too, because we do. Not on purpose, but we do. 
And I wonder how many times God has looked down at me and said, you could have done better with that. And I have to repent. So just because you're a good person doesn't mean you're going to happen. Doesn't matter who you are and what you've done, good or bad, unless you're born again and have accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you are not going to happen. And yet so many people, and I've heard this said and I believe it, that's why it's so hard for a good person to repent and accept Jesus Christ because they don't see anything wrong with their life. They're not doing anything wrong. They're living like they're supposed to. And maybe they are. They may be living exactly as a Christian would other than the fact that they have not accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. So they're not going to go to heaven. But it's hard for them to accept that because they are a good person. So when you're talking to people or you're testifying or you're witnessing to people and, and they say some of these things, that's some scripture that you can give them and let them know. You have to be born again if you're going to make it to heaven. The only way to heaven is by believing that Jesus Christ died for our sins, that he was raised from the dead and accepting him and what he did on the cross. That's the only way you're going to get to heaven. Anything else, that's going to send you straight to hell and you're going to believe it. The devil will let you believe that you're a good person and you're on your way to heaven. He'll let you believe, well, I do stuff in the church. And you say, well, golly, if you're in church, aren't you on your way to heaven? Not necessarily. Not necessarily. You can be on the pew every time the doors are open. You can pay your tithes faithfully. You can volunteer for stuff in the church. <clears throat> And if you're just coming to church because that's the way it's always been, you came with grandma, you came with mama, you brought your kids, but you have never really accepted Jesus Christ into your heart and life, you're on your way to hell. Amen. I don't care how many times you sit on a pew. That's true. And the thing of it is, when the rapture takes place or the catching on, I had someone say, I don't see rapture in the Bible anywhere. And it's not, it's not, it's the catching away of the church. We just have it's easier for us to say the rapture, which means catching away. But when that happens, there's gonna be people left behind everywhere. Not just out in the world, not just sinners. There's gonna be people that have been in church all their life that are gonna be left behind. The sad thing is the sinners won't really know what happened. The person that sat on that church pew their whole life is going to know. Amen. They're going to know they missed it because something in their life, which they knew ahead of time, that something wasn't right. Whether we act on that or not is a totally different story. See, God gives us free will. He's not going to force himself on anybody. I wouldn't want Sister Sue coming over forcing me to do something. First thing is, I'm probably going to rebel just because I don't want somebody forcing something on me. That's human nature. 
So God is not going to force. How many times have we seen kids, teenagers, once they move out? Or we'll say, we'd love to see you at church. I'm not going to church. My mama made me go to church when I was a kid, and I'm not going now. I don't have to go now. Of course, when mine were little, if you lived in my house, you went to church with me. That was even if, of course, we had a house full of kids. On Saturday night, I might have 12 girls. So the thing was, if you spent Saturday night with my girls, you had to go to church with us on Sunday. And if you couldn't agree with that, then you better spend a Friday night. Because if you were there Saturday night, Sunday morning, you were going to church with me. And they all knew it. So yeah, I made my girls go to church. Amen. They know the word. They're not in church. But they know the word. Of course, that's where you stand on the word. Train a child up in the ways of the Lord. When they grow old, they won't depart from it. So, and I always think of Tommy then when I hear that scripture because he witnessed one time and he said, doesn't mean I didn't sow some wild oats in between. But he said, the word was always in me. So, you know, if we can get it in them, but we, just because you know the word, just because you go to church, that doesn't mean you're going to go to heaven. And when people give you those things, when you ask people to come to church or ask them if they're saved or whatever, and they give you some of those phrases, snatch off those scriptures back there and just maybe write a number or something on which one is which. And say, well, I know you feel this way, but can I show you something in scripture? Because, you know... You can tell someone something. Don't hurt me make mistakes up here. I'm human. There are no mistakes in this. I can tell you my opinion. That's just my opinion. Yours may be different. Well, there is no difference. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. So I might tell you something that I think or my opinion. But that's what it is. Just my opinion. This right here is a true word of God. It's going to tell you the facts. So when someone tells you something or says something, go to the facts. You can argue with Sister Sue, me and you might have different opinion on everything. But there's no arguing with the word of God. So when people come up and, and you ask them or they say something like that, go to the Word of God. Go to the Word of God. There is no denying what the Word of God says. I mean, that's just the way it is. It's fact. So that's all I've got. Uh, y'all just kind of even ask yourself, do I tell myself some of this stuff when if someone said, if I came up and said, you're dying today, are you going to heaven? And you said, yes. And I said, how can you be sure? What would be your answer? That I'm born again? Or that I'm a good person, I know the word, and I do stuff for God? Because none of that's going to fly when I stand before him. So anyway, for John, that's all I got.